Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Controversial subjects with the facts can be tense. But we are a sub-science here to make things make sense. Today we are talking about making a dang TV show. Make sure you stream, shut it off ASAP on YouTube, streaming right now. We're going to talk about all the things that we've learned, whether or not this experience is truly hell, and give you some very interesting scientific insight into how you make a science show. I honestly, like, I'm like, what TR are we going to spill on this pod? I didn't come prepared, yeah, but I'm just like, no, there's what's going to come out? There's there's tea. What exciting stuff? What horrifying stuff? Um, Almost and I feel died. Like we haven't fully. This will be a nice chance for us to like recant the things that we weren't allowed to talk about. Well, because it was all like a secret. I know they were so like you can't like I got in trouble for posting on our socials once, and I was like, "Are you kidding?" I'm like, "It's my like an social. unrelated thing." Yeah, just yeah. being on the farm. People posting. are so extra. Yeah, but in we'll general. get to it. Yeah, we'll get to it. Oh my god. What have we been up to? We saw Dune. Oh yeah. Okay. Let's give our Dune review for those who don't know. Dune is a movie. That's it. Okay. I've like mentioned fantasy. that I saw Dune to a lot of people, and they're like, "What?" And I'm like, "Movies are so weird right now." It's like <laughs> I feel like before COVID, everyone would know about Dune, but like a lot of people were like, "What movie?" Because it's like people well, just stopped thinking about movies. It's also like such a genre film that a lot of people aren't interested in. But it made bank. Like so is many it, people it's saw it. Well, yeah, it's, it's also like, just been out for one week. So a lot of hmm, word of mouth. Yeah. If it's good, will spread and spread. It's not like so many other movies I feel are franchises of like Marvel films. So it's easier for people to know because it's a sequel. You're like Spider-Man. And yeah, they're like, oh, the 17th I one. You know what I mean? Yeah, I felt like such a nerd alert. <laughs> Two people. I was like, oh, you seen Dune yet? And they were like, what? And I was like, Dune? <laughs> The like sci-fi like movie the thing that every TikTok about right now, like <laughs> spice on a desert planet, and it's like, whoa, okay, big <laughs> on my forehead. I'm a loser. Um, you liked it? I liked it. Yeah. Hot take. I didn't love it to be honest. I was the whole time I was watching. I was like, oh, Mitch is going to be eating this shite up, and then Mitch always surprising. It ends, and he's like, meh. And I was like, what? I thought you would have loved okay. that. I know I've said it to you, but here, no spoilers. Here's so. my take. Yeah, no spoilers, but it was good. It's a good movie. I enjoyed it. The beginning, I was a little bit like, am I bored? Like, is this going to pick up? And then, you know, it becomes act, an action film. Yeah. And I was like, okay, at least the visuals are stunning. The acting's good. For a sci-fi fantasy, a lot of times the script can be really cheesy. And I Fantasy, felt, honey. felt like they they kind of like did a good job. It was teetering on cheesy so often. And I was always like, 
you done did good because like they'd it's be like hard they'd be like Zarathon on yeah. like the, the the like aisle of the like La Tuta Lord is here and it's kind of like oh that could be so like CTV genre yeah. show but it like weirdly wasn't they pulled it off like compared to Star Wars where sometimes they're like this is really yeah. campy and I know Star Wars maybe leans a little more into camp than this was trying to be hyper serious yeah which is scary but like I as a director felt, honestly what it lacked was innovation like I feel like visually I've seen. All I feel like the- we're going to get canceled. No, okay. So I understand on the first part, this book is, you know, from the 60s. So they're following the source material. Maybe that book describes the way things looked. And it's, you know, the the like artillery and the machines they're using is maybe based on the book. Oh, but yeah. There's- felt, and which maybe inspired other sci-fis, which now I'm like, it just looks like Star Wars. So you weren't able to appreciate the fact that like this was maybe the before Star Wars and like the yeah, idea of and it they was too simple. True to the story that was ahead of its time. But now mm. that it's being made it's 80 years later or whatever, it's kind of like, well, I've seen this before. There's like ships that they use that like clearly are just dragonflies. And I was kind <laughs> of like, okay, like I could have thought of that. And it's like literally... In Mia, uh, Miyamoto's movies, or what's his name? Sorry, why am I Miyazaki? Here? Thank you, a brain fart. Whoa, like, I'm like, in, Mitch, no, falling apart over here. I had an edible, okay? Tea spill, tea spill. Literally, I'm just thinking of all those movies from Studio Ghibli that, like, they literally have dragonfly planes. So I was like, okay, I've seen these machines, I've seen this kind of look where a massive spaceship lands and then like the thing goes down and the people come out to like this giant army and I'm like that's literally what I've seen in Star Wars Yeah. so I felt like and I know I said this to you already but when I saw Lord of the Rings for the first time I was like I have never seen something like this and when I saw a lot of the original Star Wars I was like this is expanding my mind into a world I didn't know you were also young I was also young that's true like I bet a young person seeing this might be blown away so like, maybe I just like, felt like it'd been done. You've been before. on this dang planet for too oh, long. God. <laughs> but but you I haven't been on Doom. I was kind of old, and I felt like it did a good job. Of no, being, we were in like we were in first year university. Okay, old enough to have a brain. <laughs> I loved Avatar. <laughs> I'm like embarrassed about how much I was obsessed with Avatar, but there's, I loved it. There's like literally four more coming out. <laughs> I'm so excited. I know someone told me that Kate Winslet like learned to hold her breath for like ten minutes. I'm like, give her the Oscar <laughs> oh now because it's like all underwater. Okay, uh, the thing I'll say is like. The director, Denis Villeneuve, I'm like a huge fan of. So mm-hmm. freaking cool. Canadian, French Canadian. And it's like, I have seen other movies by him that blew me away more than this. Like when I was thinking of mm-hmm. him as a director, like I was like, thought there'd be more. It, it was so well directed because mm-hmm. I was like, this is a messy ass thing to try and pull off. Right. Like it like was pulled off. To... I thought it was an incredible action movie. I was extremely bored at the beginning and was so worried that they were just going to be like, Zaron and the land of spice. Oh no, but now like Tarragon is here. And I'm like, are we seriously going to watch these people talk? Like I'm supposed <laughs> to fucking care. But then shit gets real. And the action is incredible that I was like, this is a great action movie. That, yeah. That's what I would say. But but I loved Denis Villeneuve movies so much more than that. Like Fair. there's this movie, like it's French, but like Ensemble. But it's like spelled <laughs> Incendies where I was like screaming with my sister. Like mm-hmm. it was the best fucking movie. It was so interesting. Made you think about life. Made you think about like class. Made you think right. about all these things. But then I'm like, but that source material was different. Like he was going off this book and he loves these books that I'm like, okay, cool. Like he made me like this sci-fi story yeah. that's like relatively simple. And it was like beautiful to look at and, and it was pulled off. They pulled it off. But it wasn't like I left the way I've left other Denis Villeneuve movies and been like, holy fuck. Fuck, he's amazing. And this is how I know I I appreciate it but didn't love it is I was like, if the other movie was out right now, I wouldn't watch it right away. Like, when the movie ended, because it ends basically 
in the middle of the story. I was thinking like, what if we could just sit, stay here in this theater and they'd start another one? I was like, I need a break. Oh, I would, I would have totally watched it. Uh, it was actually just so loud. I don't even think you should see it in IMAX. I was like, are they hitting the brown note? I'm going to shit myself. Like, I felt like it was so like, like all the noises were like, and I was like, um, my intestines like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then there's like this weird like they do this voice thing where it'd be like <laughs> and it was just like actually like when it ended I was like okay I need my like, head hurts a break and I need like a Tylenol and it was like this sound was really interesting but I almost was like could you turn it down like I could have like yelled <laughs> like, that to the little cineplex like, one people. decibel down like literally please. like I'm like we're all damaging ourselves and it's for like sure. not even helping and you know if Greg Brown's asking for somebody to be turned yeah. down it's loud exactly I can't hear anything point blank i should have been like fine but i was actually in pain i can't imagine what a normal person was feeling yeah or my, a kid my last little thought which is maybe gonna be a what you learn this week i found out that a bag of popcorn at soapbox was over 800 calories i chowed that down all oh by myself my God. i was like why do i feel so sick and then i like looked that up and i was like i oh had my a God. whole meal in popcorn yeah i probably had a headache because i ate like I had five million pounds of salt and I'd layered butter <laughs> and I put ketchup all over it. Not actual uh, ketchup, ketchup powder. Uh, not as if that better. defends it. Cause Americans don't even have that. They're probably like that it's, guy's repulsive. It is utterly repulsive that Greg does that. Anyways, Dune, I think everyone should see it hot or not uh, hot or not. I say hot. You say not. Oh no. What are the, what's the drag queen one where they're like, Smash Tudor boot Tudor boot Thank you Oh my god This is what an edible does to my brain You just ate it It's not even affecting no, you No because I get anxiety When it happens Okay whatever <laughs> Oh what did we learn this week So our show Is about The climate crisis And what I learned about Is kind of related to that so Okay Should I go for it Yeah yeah go for it Mine was like Related to the human brain Which I just Was like The brain But whatever Okay wait oh my god It's like what transition Do we do better <laughs> No yours is better And then because we'll go then into mine Which will go to the main. into the main Okay, okay so uh, obviously, the human brain, through its evolution, has grown. You know what I mean? Like going, physically, coming, yeah, physically, the folded size of up the human more brain, and more neurons um, from our prehistoric versions, like hundreds of thousands of years ago. Okay. But in the last three thousand years, the human brain began to shrink, and scientists don't oh, know why. TikTok, I'm getting because of TikTok. That's when it was first invented, three thousand <laughs> BC. Um, no, so our new study was published that looked to ants the answer so basically you might be saying ants they have nothing to do with humans my aunt jane <laughs> oh yeah no not your aunt jane your a-n-t-s those cute little creatures that infest your house um but are still so cute and i'm not scared of even though i'm absolutely terrified of spiders right yeah. isn't that weird i know like, they don't look that it's different always so weird weird to me that a spider can make me literally Cry. so scared <laughs> but then like other like big insects have them want a pet yeah Anyways. like a dragonfly um so basically because ants are social creatures they and they like when it comes to allocating tasks decision making for the groups or production of food like ants communicate through body language through pheromones and they're like they're social species so they were studying different kinds of ants and studying the relative proportion of their brains and they realized that the brain sizes of ants are dependent on their sociability in some ways like depending on the species so because your brain requires energy uh they, they, the hypothesis now is that social groups allow our brains to shrink. So, and it tracks with around the hmm. time that humans started becoming 
much larger social connections, like, like communities. Because you're people. like, because you're relying on other people almost. Yeah, and as a result, time. your brain actually doesn't have to be as big because it's one of the biggest expenditures for your body is to hmm. take your brain, build a big brain. And so the idea now is that our shrinking brains correspond to the rise of collective intelligence in human civilizations because they see that in ants as well. So it kind of is like like collective intelligence is getting to AI and it's like, it is TikTok. Yeah. <laughs> and that idea of like, like we literally- Social media. Even just writing things down is like a form where oh, your yeah, brain you doesn't have, have to, have to like, hold know. information. Oh my God, or your goddamn phone. All the information's yeah. in there. It's like, remember when we used to remember telephone numbers? Like, yeah. And if you're a kid, you probably don't. You're probably laughing at us like we're old. Yeah. It's like, yeah, I used to be like, oh, I'm going to call my friend. 416-455-7789. Yeah. Our phone numbers will probably just be our fingerprints eventually. Like, it'll just be like some weird- or they're like, gonna be, or your kids gonna be like, "What's a phone?" And it's all just gonna be like through the neural network or Facebook's stupid meta. Oh my Facebook god, Facebook is such so a joke. Much. It's so. Did you funny. watch the video of him? I only watched clips, and I was like, "This cannot it's be disturbing." Real. And it was like, "This is the most embarrassing <laughs> attempt at trying to get your weird." And what do they try to do? Like pretend they're like, "Oh yeah, all that bad shit we did, yeah. we're meta. We didn't no, do it." <laughs> yeah, like oh, and we're also yeah, we're all gonna be connected by like a three D world that looks like a bad <laughs> video game. It's like no, this is like the dumbest L I've ever heard of. Yeah, and it's called real life outside. Like we're already. <laughs> in 3d <laughs> i don't Anyways, know it is that's not gonna that's gonna make our brains have to get bigger at that point it's <laughs> like know. that shit's so dumb anyway what did you learn gregory um so i learned about electric vehicles and like yeah they're pretty cool okay so moving on i'm kidding oh wait what? <laughs> no, no. okay so it was like i am obviously so interested in the climate crisis our whole show was just about trying to make literally a show that was like entertaining while educating people about the climate crisis Electric vehicles, like we have solar panels on our house. We're trying to figure out how to get electric vehicles. And I've never really thought about what I learned this week was like as a very important part of this whole thing, which is like the size of cars and how like heavy they are and therefore how much energy they use. Mm. And like they're essentially saying that like we also, while we need to think about everyone getting an electric vehicle, we really have to think about making our cars smaller. Lighter? Yeah. Like lighter and physically smaller. So like then I was just like reading all this stuff about it and I was like, this is so interesting. So 57% of U.S. sales of vehicles right now are trucks and F SUVs. Oh, wow. So a majority of what people oh, are buying are not huge. Like, not like trucks. Tr like I was picturing like a 14-wheeler or whatever you call no, it. No, no. Like, right like, like, <laughs> like a truck. Yeah, like a pickup like, truck. Like a pickup truck. Yeah. And SUVs. I mean, I guess if you wanted to buy one of those, you could. <laughs> but I'm sure <laughs> no, that's but not I like was like, that's a problem. 57% no. of the purchases. Oh, I'm going to get one of those giant <laughs> freight trains. Okay. So that's up 30% from 1990. So like the concept mm. of SUVs is like this thing that is yeah. like new and they're like and taking a stronger hold of the population now. Yeah. And it's almost become so normalized. Like yeah. everyone wants one, but really they just require so much more energy yeah. and only 30 years. Sorry. Like in 1990, like no one even wanted one. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So then the overall mass of cars period has increased by 12%. So not SUVs. Just in general. Yeah, has has increased by 12%. SUVs, their overall mass has increased by 7%. And trucks, Ooh. pickup trucks, overall mass has increased by 32% over time. Yeah. So cars are just like getting bigger. And what's so interesting is that it's dangerous. 
the increase in mass correlates directly to more people being killed in collisions. Hmm, because it's literally like slamming so, so much, much weight more together. weight, and therefore more. So they say, like even just pedestrians. There's like a th- hmm. they said a thousand people in America a year would be saved if there were less SUVs because those hmm. literal pedestrian collisions would be not nearly as bad. Like it's like I think a lot of people think they're buying an SUV to be safe, mm-hmm. but like I thought it was so interesting that it actually just kills more people. Yeah, no, that is interesting. I mean, I think it's a mix of probably the affordability, and you're right, just like people in general seeing more, and then it becomes more normal to have like you think of like this space. I have more space in my car. I can yeah. bring more stuff around, and it's very like very American, but Western in the first place yeah. to to want to be able to bring a lot of stuff in your car. Yeah. If you have kids, you want to be able to fit them all in like an all-purpose car. So some people are yeah. like, well, I never know what I'm going to need it for. I might as well get a big trunk. I mean, I'm always like, I don't understand why people need trucks if they're like not in construction. But uh, outside of that, I think like SUVs to me, I understand why like a family or a soon to be family might be like, well, instead of a small car, like we'll get a bigger one just because I can afford it. And it's like the same reason people get bigger houses. You know? Yeah. Yeah. But it's in- I, what I think is interesting is how normalized it's become. Mm-hmm. Like I remember first hearing again, we're old at what an SUV was. And I remember thinking, like, what an absurd luxury thing. Mm. But now it's just like, oh, yeah, that's like every car. It's not like super luxurious to have one now. Yeah. It's like it really has become a normal. You don't notice it on the street. Yeah. yeah, Because it's so common. Yeah. So what this article was stating was that we need to figure out how to make cars smaller to save lives and also to save a bunch of energy and also to make sure electric vehicles aren't just like it's like the same thing with the climate crisis. If we make things more efficient, people just want more. Mm -hmm. But we need to also like really figure out how to like wane back our consumption. Also electric vehicles have big batteries and therefore they need to like, we need to like shrink sizes in other places in order for their mass to be smaller. Mm-hmm. So they're like, they're simply, they're like economically, there should be a tax on the weight of your car. Hmm. And they think this will also be really helpful because as we phase out diesel and we phase out fossil fuels and petrol, there's a lot of tax that the governments get from that, mm-hmm. that they're like, we need to figure out where to get the like tax somewhere that. else. Yeah, so you have to tax away, the size it. of your car. So everyone yeah. pays based on the weight Love of their that. car. Boom. Love it. Love tax. <laughs> if you haven't listened to, if you haven't listened to Aesop Science, you know that we think yeah. we solved the crisis. Dopamine with and tax. tax. Yeah. And there's <laughs> like two, two so answers. many of our peers who hate tax and we're like, this is going to be a really tough conversation over this glass of wine. Because <laughs> like, I don't know why, but like Americans just don't it's like American tax. Thing, like obviously not all Americans, but they're, Com- comparatively to Canadians, even Americans have like an aversion yeah. to tax. And we do feel like that every American of our like friends and listening would be like, we've had her had this conversation with them <laughs> yeah. where we try really nicely to like start it by being like, we get it. You don't have free healthcare. Your their roads are like when we were in LA, I'm like mm-hmm. every road's falling apart. So it's like, you're kind of like, why would I pay? Tax? Why pay more? Cause for something I feel like not I'm not getting enough. anything. Yeah. yeah. And that's a really tough thing pill to swallow yeah um but i do think that it's like but you still need to pay more tax and those things will fix and you need <laughs> like you know what i mean i'm like but y'all need to tax the rich it's oh like, my yeah, god you, know you need to tax pay the rich. more tax it's like not any of our friends it's like literally yeah it's that freakazoid zuckerberg who made meta like just <laughs> even just him just like just go to his house and just agree. take like so 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 much of his money and just bankrupt <laughs> him honestly he's so embarrassing that is the weirder part when it's like we're not saying tax like anyone we know no God, like even, literally, even like our rich friends are not rich compared to these people and corporations. Anyway, just shall we tax like <laughs> that little neighborhood, like in California, like, just tax Silicon Valley for like a year? 
Everyone would like that. It's Schadenfreude. The only people who wouldn't like it is them. And it's like, well, just let those yeah, bros. They beat have them money, out. which is political power in a lot of ways. <sighs> it's the most awful part of our system. Yeah. Okay. Let's spill some tea. <laughs> Alrighty. Well, um, to talk about our corporate sponsored TV show coming up next. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp. If you've been listening to Side Note, you know here at this fine podcast that we love to talk about therapy. We're always bringing the new insights we learn from therapy to the pod. That's why today we want to talk about BetterHelp. BetterHelp will assess your personal needs and match you with a licensed professional therapist that you can start communicating with when under within under 40 within under 40 freaking hours. Yeah, I stuttered it was that quick. <laughs> the canceling is done securely online and is available worldwide. Not only can you schedule weekly video or phone sessions skipping the long commute and waiting room energy of the in-person therapy experience, but you can log into your account anytime and send a message to your counselor and get time timely and thoughtful responses. BetterHelp lets you change counselors at any time, which is really important. It can be really annoying to find the right one for you. So you'll always get a great therapeutic match and it's more affordable than traditional online counseling with financial aid available. Just head to betterhelp.com slash side note to get 10% off your first month. That also helps the show by doing that and join the over 1 million people who have taken charge of their mental health with the help of experienced professionals. Again, that's betterhelp.com slash side note for 10% off your first freaking month. Study time. Study time. Study time. Study time. Woo. Uh, there will be no studies in this portion. <laughs> I'm like, many studies were definitely read for this TV show, True. but I think we're going to more just explain what the hell happened. Yeah, we're going to talk about our experience. Maybe there'll be some tea spill you get a behind the scenes look but um we, we broke know. up yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah it ended our relationship it's over this is our last podcast no we if you didn't know released the you know everyone who listens to this podcast has heard us talk about secretly this tv show we were working on which is a youtube original it's released on our channel right now as we're recording this two episodes are available for free but every week the rest of them one by one will become available. and the concept was that we were like okay we want to talk about the climate crisis and explain different scientific aspects about like how it works what we could potentially do to like you know save humanity like kind of literally and like but we didn't want it to be like doom and gloom which is something that i think can be effective but at least for me personally i was getting like pretty sick of reading doom and gloom things and i was starting to really feel like okay there has to be like diverse ways of talking about this and it felt like maybe we should try to do this and youtube was 
at least able to like fund it in a way where it was like, okay, we got to have like a lot of help, mm-hmm. but that was always like the intention. And to be honest, I, the whole, before we even started, we're like, this might not be possible. <laughs> like there might be a reason no one's made like a fun, oh, a fun climate crisis show. show. <laughs> so like even the whole time it was like, this sucks. Like I honestly was like, this show's going to suck. This show's going to suck. <laughs> like, that, like it just was like, a really tough thing. You mean to so? You mean during filming, making, making and filming? Okay, okay so like let's yeah, go, go, let's go through like what were you actually feeling during filming? Was well, that, okay, the <laughs> first episode, suck. like that is out, which was actually the third week that we shot, mm-hmm. was all about food. So like you're living on an organic farm and you're like, okay, like I'm just surrounded by this like gorgeous farm that is like local, and you're like really viscerally aware of like the produce and you're waking up and you're looking at it mm-hmm. and it's very like i just remember thinking to myself like it became normalized but then you start to think like but how am i going to talk to the world about this beautiful utopia in ontario yeah. like yes because it's, it's like a much bigger optical, yeah not optical like scope of yes that, that's not even applicable and exactly and it's like well of course if i like lived on this farm i'd be fine but then also winter would come and i'm like i wouldn't but it's just like <laughs> it was just sort of like a lot like that was the one thing for the food episode and yeah. so we started by foraging um with uh sean adler who was like an indigenous chef he was like he'd grown up being taught by his mom to forage he was so like viscerally aware of like all the foliage of just little forest near us. And like, that was sort of the first moment I was like, this is so freaking cool because this is now relating to the bigger thing. Like Mm -hmm. it's less of like an organic farm run by like, you know, like wealthy people. It's like, Oh, this is like what would actually be what we would eat. Yeah. And and also even outside of that, just fascinating and interesting to learn. Like even not talking about climate for a minute. It's just like, that is also something that yeah. was really cool. And I've never learned about, and I think there's a lot of people in this world that's never had the exposure to that, that to have yeah. to kind of live through that and get to share. That was cool. And it's interesting because the climate crisis is really linked to agriculture. And like when we spoke with the amazing farmers who were working on local farmers, they're doing their best. Sorry, on local farms to, to like combat the climate crisis, but agriculture innately is bad. The foraging so interesting because you're doing it and it's not technically even like agriculture. It's mm. like you're actually just taking from these wild, lush, delicious plants that are like growing literally meters from a farm. It's like very interesting to me that those weren't being sold. Like it's just such right. an interesting <laughs> thing because they had like mixed greens in a bag right. that they grew, but I'm like, there's actually like delicious watercress like only 50 meters away but if you're not farming it is it sustainable Uh, and what i mean is like that would be the question if they went and started picking that watercress how like how would they they use well that's that's what's so interesting about indigenous knowledge it's like what he was saying was you he understands how to not over forage like how often to come back where to pick what not to pick like but he said with the watercress and they were like these veiny weird plants that were like growing in this swampy area, just like on the top of the water. Like there was barely any soil needed. They were almost like the aquaponic thing, the way the roots were just in the pond, like mm-hmm. shallow. Yeah. He was saying that by ripping them, you're actually helping to increase the growth of the watercress right. because what's happening is every time you rip it, you're actually like dispersing the parts of it that then grow. So it's like if you were actually, I didn't think that's what he meant. Yeah. That's what he was saying. I thought it was more like when you rip a piece off like a plant, even it sometimes encourages outward growth. Oh, 
I don't think he meant like the piece you drop. Well, okay, but in the book that I was reading at the same time, that's what they were talking about with some huh. plants. Was that like they it actually rely on like, like, like it would be like they rely on like animals an animal and things and actually it. like hitting them physically in order to like move parts of it that would grow. But you're right. It might not have been the seeds. That's interesting. I was thinking like sometimes when yeah. you intentionally cut a plant in certain ways, it can force it to yeah. like stimulate new growth because it's like, oh, I lost those leaves. I got to keep growing. Either way, he's like, there's a way that this foraging actually enriches this plant. Yeah. And if you know how much, then like that's the skill is yeah. to understand how to have that balance. Yeah. But both foraging and the organic farm, when you zoom out to the systems of agriculture of the world, are hard to relate to people. Mm -hmm. So a lot of it was us ASAP science after like using the fun of that and then putting the science in, which was stressful when we were there because like that, it wasn't being done yet. What wasn't being done? Like I was sitting there filming before we were putting in a lot of the science going, this show is going to suck. There's no relation to science <laughs> and there's no relation to the big world. Yeah. I think that was the weirdest part about making the show is a, it was like kind of conceived in and created in a pretty short period of time for most shows, I think. And like for a show that was its first season and everyone you know, was like, sweating all the time. Like this is not a timeline we're used to. And because, we're like, we don't know because YouTube has had like a climate week that they wanted it out by. Mm -hmm. And so, um, we had been talking about doing this show for a while, but it, obviously it takes a while to get all the paperwork and all that. And then to actually like develop the idea and then finally bring on production and stuff that, yeah, it was kind of chaotic. It was so chaotic. <laughs> it's chaos actually. Um, the idea stage I feel like was always comfortable cause you were just like, there's no pressure at that stage. Well, cause yeah, you're like, we're gonna, I don't know, we'll like film we'll it. make it a bunch of bikes <laughs> to power a monkey. Like that's a fun thing to say. Yeah. Or like, oh, we're gonna build a 60 foot Dew tower that harvests dew from the air. Fun thing to say, but then all of a sudden you show up and it's like, oh wait, we're gonna have to make like, that. I'm like, oh okay, because like, I someone know how. And literally, like they were like, okay, so this is a screwdriver. And I was like, oh my god, cool. Like my large takeaway was like literally how to use give a tool. me a goddamn tool and I can use it now. But the way that they looked at me when I was like. I've never used this before. They were like, you've never used a drill. I was like, this is the, like, this is like Paris and Nicole. Like, this is like becoming something that yes. I don't think they thought it would. They thought we were right. probably more handy like than we were. Pretending <laughs> like that we were city boys. Yeah. Like they were like, no, this guy actually doesn't never, has never drilled. Yeah. Like, our, like I think a lot of the builders were like, oh, there's these science guys coming. Mm -hmm. They're going to be like engineers. Like, right. But it was like, no, we actually like teach science by drawing. Yeah. It's very all theoretically. Here. It's like, all in the noggin, none yeah. in the fingers. You heard of a diagram? I can, <laughs> I can certainly draw you one. Yeah. I got a pencil. That's my tool. Yeah. <laughs> but now they're like, okay, you're actually going to like cut all this wood. I'm like, okay, how? <laughs> Well, that was something, okay, this made me think so much about other shows, especially um, like renovation shows, where clearly someone's kind of pretending to do it. Like, yeah, I, with all my soul, because because it was a kind of traditional production company that does a lot of renovation shows, they were very much like, yeah, you just pretend you know how to do all oh this. Oh my God. They And I was really like, there is no, no way I can pretend. And there's no that. way anyone's going to be like, you telling me those faggots, Greg and Mitch <laughs> built, built that. that goddamn tower. <laughs> like you're telling me that Greg and Mitch built that and tower. Even, no, they didn't. Even on the set, I was like, I'm mortified if there's like a group of 15 people watching me. But they See, were the so other used to that. Yeah, but the other construction, yeah, but in my mind, I'm like, Literally three construction people just built it and walked off. And now I have to go. So I've built my like setup and it's like, 
that, no. then we literally were yeah. like these people you're all in the show in the now. show and they were all like what they're like putting dropping their cigarettes we're like come on over here paul yeah. like honestly like <laughs> they didn't know they were gonna be cast members <laughs> there is a lot of comments on our new show about how they're like we're so happy that you included the people building <laughs> all of those experiments with you and i was genuinely like it's because we were like no one is gonna fall for us gays doing this yeah. like it was like we had to have like a serious conversation we're like i know and all your wait, other wait, hosts it's not like lied. us gays okay it's us, it's gays. us gays oh yeah sorry sorry it's a, i'm sure I. there's a gay builder or something there are it's like, like maybe like, the guy uh, from um queer eye actually oh or, and like ymca <laughs> or whatever <laughs> Like the builder I just mean, and like, the, us gays um, being Mitch and Greg before yeah, you get us we canceled. Can't, we can't. We're not getting canceled. But I'm just like, we had to have a serious conversation and it was like, I'm happy that we did that because it actually also made us able to learn a lot more. Like we were like, we're not, we have to build this with these people. And so we're not going to do that awkward scene yeah. and we're actually going to build it with them. They're going to do obviously most of the work, but at least we were then able to like learn how to drill and learn how to like, I like we gained a lot of skills that I think that they were the whole time being like, you guys seriously want to like do this? <laughs> like we're wasting a lot of time, but they were, I don't think they wanted to stop us. Cause I think they were also like, that's interesting and it's going right. to help the show. Yeah. There's a lot more scenes of us building shit because we're like, you come in, stand beside me and we'll yeah, do this and together. Teach me. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, they were going to make us like solder like electrical wires. I'm like, ah, oh, no one's going to know think that. <laughs> Unless there's a person holing my hand. Literally. <laughs> but Which it was funny because they were like, like these like funny outgoing, like beefy, like construction dudes would be like so like hamming it up like at lunch. And then they'd like come on the camera and they'd like, hey, hey, what's up? <laughs> like so quiet. And we'd be like, oh my God. So tell me like, uh, how no, do I do it? And they'd be like, oh, oh, you just cut the wood. <laughs> but I can't believe how many shows it made me realize. Yeah. Because like you said, all of the crew director producers and stuff that were there were just like yeah so you if we wanted to have pretended we were doing everything yeah they were so used to it and they knew how to do it they'd be like oh yeah and then like this is the second part and this is the third part and right. then you just hold it and we're like what no yeah. and so it makes me think of like a lot of those shows yeah like even even i've had some friends who've worked on shows like that where there's renovations and they're like oh yeah that person like isn't even a designer they're an actor you know what I mean? That sort of thing yeah. where you realize a lot of time the face like is the, a face. Oh my god, the and a face only. Yeah, the like designers that I like love from a show. Yeah. There's no fucking way they're doing. I anything. mean, it probably depends on the <gasps> oh show, but even like trading spaces and stuff. You're yeah. like, I don't know. There's probably three other people who help them actually design it, and they're just like the camera people. <laughs> also, they would like the the people on set had such tea about like so many hosts, but I don't watch any of those shows. They'd be like, oh, you know, know who? Yeah. like Darian sure knows how to drink and ruin a day on like and i'm like who's darian like but i was like there was such like juicy tea that i wish i'd like yeah. watch the shows to be like no way like he ruins every shoot yeah like he's a diva but i didn't know any of the characters yeah i maybe would have known some because i am you know I'm a tv buff but um, oh yeah they said the property brothers are gay I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> that was the tea. by the way that was the tea. oh there's something about the property brothers being like both just like loving getting fisted or something like that. Oh no, no, that did not get said. And in fact, they said they were actually really great to work with. It was actually what they said, Ding. which I wasn't sure because I was like, you never know who's going to be a diva and they're siblings. So I feel like that could bring out the worst in people yeah. because you fight in front of people. Yeah. But the word on the street was that they, because their siblings are really good. Oh my God, you got actual property brothers tea? I didn't. You yeah. asked? Oh, damn. Oh, I don't know. I was I joking. They definitely, no, I didn't yeah, know anything talked. about them. Yeah, they were, it was like some of their favorite people to work with oh that's cute because they were like they're professional like if they do have a tiff they're really good at sorting it out and hmm. just like going back and forth and figuring out how you're gonna do this how you gonna do that 
and that they yeah they just said like they're not divas Hmm. so that's nice also there's a reckoning happening in hollywood where they are like we need to better like protect protect, human lives treat and like pay pay a lot of the crew members of like every show and film and i would say yeah like my experience from that is like i was like this does not feel like a, a like proper working oh, yeah. edition. They work so hard. Yes. No one ever complains. So now, like, we there have, wasn't like uh, I'm like you can, this is probably like liability. It's not like there weren't proper working conditions. No, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> there was a medic at all set. times. No, like I think were. that they were. What was surprising to me was they were actually like this is amazing. Yeah. Like our <laughs> our like days are like you guys are doing a really good job to make our days short. And I'm going well short. Right. I'm absolutely exhausted. I've been mm-hmm. up at seven and it's like seven p.m. Yes. Like they were. Like it was more you realize how normalized all this yes. incredibly hard. It was us coming in as doing. people who do not work that hard or that long. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. We, were like, we don't. That, Wait, that? that's what you do. And it's kind of like such a glamorized industry that is absolute hell. And it's kind <laughs> of like you just have to take it. Is the way yeah, it is. Yeah. And, and not that no one on our team had like spoken about this. I don't feel like that was a feeling. Like you said, I think it was generally positive. But it is like if you're going to be someone who complains, you probably just aren't going to get hired. And so I feel like the industry self-selects for people who like yeah. can bear long hours are okay. And not they're being so positive family. and just like for so like months fun. at a time are having to be near a set. Can't go home. Like those kind of things. Yeah. Which is, which is intense and really <laughs> I mean, I'm so grateful that all the people worked so hard on the show, but, but it was like, wow, it, they work so hard. Everyone. It's also kind of like when I think about what's the strike and that's going on is it's like, we all need to remember like, you're making up fucking stories and mm-hmm. shit. Like it's like there like I just feel like I think art is important, but like so much of what these people are like working so hard at and is so normalized is to make like some Marvel movie, mm-hmm. you know, that's like funded by like oil or like yeah. it's like it's like there's a there's a worthwhile critique of being like can we all calm the fuck down about like standards of like this shot has to be so amazing and I'm going to be some like evil director. Right. Maybe let's give, let's make every movie take an extra year to film <laughs> and, and let's like all make chill the, the hell out. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Because yeah. you're making a goddamn freaking superhero movie about some mm. made up Spider-Man. It's like, like there's so much value placed on entertainment. Cause it's like the new gods of like, well, our it can era. make so much money. Do you think it's just money? I also think culturally it's so significant. Oh uh, yeah, that's true. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's like a mix of culture and money, yeah. right? And the cultural aspect, because someone said to me, like, it can matter so much who is on screen because they, if they're good, will not like, I don't know if it's with they're good or not, but it's like the sad part is on screen talent has way more control. Like people behind the cameras, it's like you're replaceable. You know what I mean? It's like that attitude. And it's like you're certainly not. Like you're, no one's yeah. replaceable. The goddamn host or the actor is yeah, like, oh, I'm some, a or, or the person. actor. Yeah, like thinking of, but <laughs> oh it is like if Kate Winslet's like, I'm not doing working this yeah. like many hours, like it's not safe or whatever. And I just, we're, we're making that up because I mean, it looks like she worked many oh. an hour. And, <laughs> and I don't even mean hours though, but <laughs> someone being able to stand Mayor. up and say, I think like this isn't appropriate or yeah. this isn't safe. Like, I feel that it's sad that the people on the camera probably have more ability because it's like, if I walk away, this whole thing has to shut down. If someone behind the camera does, there's probably someone who can 
like oh my god it's literally the visuals it's like yeah yeah, like even if you aren't even super famous you're like oh i walk away good luck with continuity yeah (laughs) now everyone's gonna be like literally they're like we're filming these scenes today if this person isn't here we literally cannot film these scenes wow whereas if you know some audio person like there's probably more than one audio person on a set in a lot of sets so it's so that's i don't know that's true i'm just like that it's so sad like it's like it's like we they're like hashtag iatsi that's the like Mm -hmm. american sort of like probably like union yeah like it's not happening in canada but i think from people we've talked to in the industry and even just like we hung out with the director of the show yesterday he's like this reckoning is happening across the entertainment industry like canadians are obviously now starting to think about it it's cool that like people are talking about this like we are in support of them and being on a tv show yeah i really am like the pressure that everyone was under the timeline it was all insane it's like everyone needs to chill the hell out Mm -hmm. and maybe spend more money maybe your profits will have to decrease like anything else we love tax and regulation here (laughs) we need to regulate this thing because it is unsafe and now there's like this horrible thing that's happened with that like rust movie and someone people are dying it's kind of like oh my god like the risks are high especially if there's like stunts or prop guns or like those kinds of things that can make it can only imagine how much more serious it is if you're like on a set where you're operating heavy machinery that's like part of something oh my god it's making me question like the art of like cinema why (laughs) because i'm like well it's just a really interesting new art form that is really like culturally significant compared to something like painting like back mm-hmm. in the day before right. moving image like paintings were like the shit everyone's like <laughs> holy shit that train is like so smoky and real <laughs> but now it's like that sad like not like i, I don't know it's just it's a question of art it's yeah. like i still value painting i love seeing paintings but in my life i don't value it as much because i'm always looking at screens they don't culturally and i'm always looking you. at it yeah. Yeah, like like mm. i'm they're in my hand where i'm watching yeah. actual art that is potentially like riskier for people's lives I mean, potentially. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm, I don't know. There's, I'm sure there's other entertainment industries that are pretty risky as well, but maybe. I don't know. Yeah, and like, like sometimes, like. I don't know. Like, they have like those great. Yeah, if you're in that... Spider Man, <laughs> I don't know. The musical, maybe. <laughs> I don't even know what I'm trying to say, but. Uh, but don't you think it might be the most dangerous entertainment form? A dangerous job? Oh, entertainment. Like, like I'm form? just thinking. I don't know. Maybe, like, maybe not. But, like, yeah, mentally. I like, don't. But, like, what about crew that, like, I don't know, like, crews that operate live performances like they might be neglected i don't yeah no that's so true if (laughs) you're lighting it's literally all the behind the scenes of things like the people who probably like have to work really long hours yeah but i don't know which industries actually i'm just like what about music what about theater what about like there are but that's not to say that film we saw firsthand how yeah, hard that's work. what our experience was was just like and how normal it was no wow. in fact they were like wow we're getting to end early a lot like this is like an amazing yeah thing. they would be like absolutely ecstatic because we would end at 7 p.m and i was like <laughs> oh my god i'm exhausted and all day we've been like i hope we end by four today yeah yeah and then all day they're like there's a potential for four and then no it's like all of a sudden 7 p.m but i guess you got like lunch provided it is it is also like a really it's nice fun. structure yeah as much as you know because there was a short timeline it was very stressful and because we were also executive producing and helping write scripts and like there was a lot for us to pay attention to yeah there was downtime for a lot of other people it, too, I, I think guess. yeah yeah if we <laughs> we were in hell <laughs> we, because there was a lot to figure out as the show was going on oh my God. but it, imagine had all the yeah. scripts been perfect on arrival had everything 
all and if we were to do it again it's like we would understand how long we have to plan for scenes and stuff yeah if we got to just show up yeah beyond like the property brothers like i'm not saying they have an easy job <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's why they're in such a goddamn good mood yeah i i don't know how much they're involved or not and i don't mean to use them only just because we brought them up but you're but right like our show they might be never... able to be on camera yeah. say their lines do their thing yeah, and then so true get, like go have and hopefully break. the people who are filming that also have like a nice short day because it's yeah. all like clean as a whistle yeah because the thing is that this show was being made up like first season like we thought of it every day and everyone's like, looking at us like so <laughs> yeah you're gonna literally use your pee to charge a cell phone like that's disgusting and we're like yeah we are and that also the science thing it's like you forget that we spend weeks like making an asap science script like that's our like one goddamn skill is that we can like <laughs> take complicated science and figure out how to make it like succinct so then when you're about to film and they've given you a script someone else has written it's yeah. like oh my god you're like it's you're like, really intense you're like i not like this exactly, makes no sense not how, this is not how, how i would, I would say it, it. Yeah. yeah or like that's the that's when i really realized we have a skill i didn't know we had because right. then we would like you know take like our 20 minutes do it and give it back and they'd always be like whoa okay that's it was interesting to at least know that's a skill because i don't know it is in my day-to-day -day yeah. life but yeah. it's crazy sometimes when you read science stuff that people are well, like, that holy shit, no one's going to understand these words. Also makes me think about the fact that because we were the science guys, and like, let's be real, we, we're like theoretical. We don't know everything. We have a background in biology, but we were doing all these cool experiments. But if something went wrong, everyone was like, can you explain what went wrong? Yeah, you know, yeah. I was like, wait, I thought, Holy like, shit. So, we thought it was going to work. Yeah, yeah. And everyone was so, so competent in all of their ways, but it was kind of like, yeah, we were the science people. Test. That's so true. And so I think other hosts maybe wouldn't have that same relationship where it was like, <laughs> we were like can you explain what's going on? I was like, like up nope. till 11 a.m., like 11 p.m. one night, like, like many nights being like, what is electricity? <laughs> like literally just like going into like so many videos of like, well, of like that I taught kids when I was a teacher being like, okay, but like what actually is electricity? Cause I always taught this and now there's a oh wire over there that's God. not working and I need to understand how electrons move through wires. So it was pretty cool. Like when we were standing we in line so much, we learned so much. And remember when we were in line for vaccines, we had like a two and a half hour wait to get our second dose. And I just honestly, the whole time was like on like physics like papers being like, and we were, and we were going to each other yes. being like, so I think that electricity is this. And then you were telling me and it was like forming my knowledge yes. and being like, oh, that's what they meant by like holes where like How the electron funny. goes. Like, yeah, because that is so not our background or the thing we liked. Yeah. Even in and university. it's so much of what a show is. When, especially when your show is kind of building tech. And it's all about like building off grid living to as a metaphor for the climate crisis. And then it kind of made you realize the climate crisis is this beautiful metaphor for electricity. It's yeah. like, the whole it's reason the power. It's, it's like the real actual literally reason. lights camera action like yeah. all those like things contribute to this power and consumption we and we're just burning fossil fuels power. to move Which turbines to move electricity yeah yeah it was like it was pretty like eye-opening like it is like if we yeah. turned off electricity we what would we even be like polluting <laughs> yeah no honestly and it like like i mean you can still pollute without electricity yeah but like you literally can't even see anything or or no but i don't like, know how a coal train works no it, and that like is it electric like well no it would be it's like a steam engine oh. a coal train and then that would be moving the turbines which would move the wheels okay so there's so not electric, no electric. Okay, thank God. but like newer ones are electric but like the yeah the one that you're thinking i think of like the titanic yeah, yeah 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 but anyways um yeah like it was kind of interesting that like 
the first thing we needed to know was like electricity because we were talking about the climate crisis and we were trying to get electricity back into our bunking and it was like we are gonna have to learn what that is yeah <laughs> but like, it's so yeah. fascinating and watch the show because i think we explained it well eventually yeah it all came together it was a nice experience to see it come together that way and i, I do think i like we're proud of it and i'm really happy it's like a fun I think we accomplished that goal of like making it a it, fun climate yeah. change show that hopefully still at the end of every episode talks about the broader issues or even throughout there's moments where we're like, yeah, this is like this quirky thing we're doing here. How does this even apply to a broader? Well, I do think scale? it's interesting too, because I think science and just like scientific knowledge is like sort of a powerful form of like climate activism because you kind of have to have it to like really comprehend and care about how what's happening yeah you know what i mean and so i feel like that's what the show does is like we do try and link it to the climate crisis like mainly at the end but innately learning like literally about how to make a, even just a swim brief out of a sheep's wool like mm -hmm. you're still having to think about polyester and think about fibers and then think about your clothing and it's like okay now think about dye and yeah. then you're like that's the knowledge of what you need to understand in order to care like being like where did my pants come from mm -hmm. how did this get dyed blue like and then that's all related to chemistry. Like, I feel like what you leave the episodes with is kind of, I guess it makes sense what we're good at, a lot of scientific knowledge. Mm -hmm. And the link to the climate crisis comes through that. But that's it's not true, yeah. super or direct. It's like the connections. Even for us out there, I feel like we were building those connections, having that moment where we're like, it's a power crisis. But also, yeah. like, oh my gosh, I'd never really thought about the path that food takes to get to my mouth and how yeah. long it takes. And those things are just like building context that we were totally building out there for the first time. And then uh, hopefully the show is also an, an opportunity for other people to build that context and realize. Yeah. And it's like interesting because it's like even like shit, like there was a lot of like, there's a lot in the show about pee and poo bodily fluids and body weights. <laughs> like we heat a bathtub with like our garbage. Like that's mm -hmm. how we like heat the water. Like it's interesting stuff, but like it's just fascinating how like when it comes to farming, like, we learned about how chicken coops, mobile chicken coops are a great way to till. And you're like, oh yeah, the fertilizer was always shit. It mm -hmm. was shit from the animals. It right. was shit from the wild animals that always fertilize the soil. Yeah. And now, yeah, of course these chickens shitting with their like perfect fertilizer <laughs> and they're like, like it's all mimicking science and yeah. biology, but it's just on this world scale now of farming. And it's like, it's just so interesting how every little issue did come back to science. Like, that was all about shit yeah. and nitrogen and just a cycle of biology that we've robbed yeah. the world. I know of. it isn't really interesting, like on the scale of understanding how humans fit into the world picture and how we like balance with nature. I know you said a lot in your that book you had read, it was a maybe braiding sweetgrass. Yeah. Where she talked about like a lot of people when she asks her students or whomever, like they don't see humans as like part of nature. Yeah. And that we're just a parasite. And that we're it's like so, yeah, actually she, how do we find that balance? And uh, sorry, I'm only, you can say no. more, but I'm only trying to say like with the chickens, like I, I picture all these other animals like in perfect harmony. You're like, oh yeah, like they would have, all these animals would have naturally fertilized the ground, which would have grown and plants would have optimized and evolved over time to use like waste. Obviously now humans would have done the same, but have hit this point of like extreme growth and expansion that it's like, is there, is it possible to mm -hmm. be in balance with nature if we need so much? Okay. Everyone needs to read Braiding Sweet Glass <laughs> because it's so interesting 
because oh god um, like, you just have to read it because it's like it's like indigenous scientific knowledge like there's no way in hell this dumbass white boy is going to be able to give you <laughs> anything of value but like what she, that what that what that like thing that you were talking about was that she asked people about humans relationship to nature and the only thing they could say was the negative impact right okay and so she was saying that is a, a huge rock also a problem a yeah huge problem and then the whole book is just like a brilliant portrayal of how to understand how humans like are damaging but like could be good mm -hmm. so there are possibilities and there are and ways. how beautiful is it to think about even as like a scientist or a mentor or a farmer like how can we get the things that we want and need and not destroy it and like yeah. like work with the planet so that we're not actually imposing such a large footprint yeah. that can ultimately impact all the other species yeah. and life on this planet. And the, an interesting That's thing. That's a cool challenge. Yeah. Like, I just find that like beautiful. It, it is beautiful. And I think it does kind of relates to the show. Like we made a funny show, but like it could have definitely been done by Netflix and been beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, but like if you relate like the beautiful aspect of what we were doing, it was that. Like yeah. it was like we were having to physically, viscerally shut off amenities and then learn how to essentially use nature more naturally to like mm -hmm. get them back. And it always felt amazing. Like yeah. the hardest part of it all feeling. was like yeah. the fact that we were stressed because like <laughs> no one knew what was going on and like all the scripts were like not that great. So we had to rewrite <laughs> them. But it was like actually what we were doing and the time we spent building and learning was like incredible and there yeah. there are so many ways that we actually can have an amazing enriching life and make the world a better place and like that's the only hope we can have is that that's going to be fun to do yeah i mean i guess i get like i, I think that was like a beautifully said thing and i just sometimes at the very end of it i'm like can is it possible so i that's think the question also I think there's a chance that it won't be possible and it's so sad because it really is about like consumption and greed and like negative energy. Well, I, I mean, it's, it is for sure. I'm not taking that away, but like the, the expansion and extreme growth of just humans in general and how many of us there are, it's like, it just makes me wonder about like, how can, a, a, you know what I mean? But, like we use but, okay, so much, but we need if we, so much. If we think about the fossil fuel emissions, yeah. it truly is the wealthiest countries that have contributed the yeah. most due to their consumption. Like what I think is like the sick, most menacing part about all of this is that we're these like intellectual, emotional animals who can predict the future and the past that we're so wrapped up and we glorify consumption. Like, I'm not saying I'm above this. I'm so in it. It's like a, it's like a cultural thing in the West that is like so menacing, mm -hmm. but you see it everywhere and it's really hard to combat because it's like, it's almost like, it's just like this, it's, well, here we go. It's capitalism. Like here we're 31 minutes in on Hangs Out Science side note and we brought up his capitalism, but it's like capitalism feeding this negative consumption habits that we have is not a hot take we've all said this mm -hmm. but when you're there every single time something was shut off the first thing you realized you had to do was consume less and like right. it's just like interesting it's like consumption was so innately a part of our day-to-day -day life when we were there mm -hmm. that it's like of course there's a reason we're all talking about this because when we forced ourselves to do a metaphor game yeah. of shutting things off the first thing you have to do is be like okay i can't actually have a fridge yeah so I'm gonna have to eat this shitty meal again. But there, I just said shitty. It doesn't have to be shitty. Actually, it was really interesting. Like I was learning things and yeah, I was kind of hungry. <laughs> <laughs> so does that ultimately lead you to believe that it is not totally possible for us to live in balance then? And you know I, think, what I, mean? I think it's like, it's a really, like I know people talk, like might roll their eyes at like the way I talk about like 
capitalism and consumption and like the West. It's like, I think it's like we have to acknowledge how bad those things are Mm -hmm. and move away from them. And that's why when like we talk to some of our peers, we seem radical because they're trying to still live within capitalism and they want to keep that part. I mean, everyone does. Like, I think it's difficult not to. Yeah. I'm, like, saying, even, I'm even scared us. that it's not yeah. going to work because we're right. not going like, to be able to like, we're switch not past able to it. Shed. Yeah. And I, I just want to say out loud, even for me, like it is a challenge. It's hard. It's so hard. That's of what I mean. I'm like, scared. we're like, yeah, capitalism is a mess. But then yeah. it's like, I notice that I'm influenced yeah. by things and want to buy things yeah. and want to, you know, appear in certain ways by, or watch shows is by buying things and you yeah. know like there's so many levels be to entertained it that it's an interesting <laughs> yeah. uh, like dilemma where you're like i do want some of these like the fruits of capitalism yeah but i also want to find a way to have it not be so awful i know and like it's, it, that's like the question is like is that possible can we have the fruits of this stuff without it damaging not only I the environment but people it's like we i it's like literally like we need to freaking leave fossil fuels in the ground we need to it's like we need to regulate the hell of these corporations like that's the part like i'm like it has mm-hmm. that has to be a part of it and that's why it's frustrating to go to these climate conferences and hang out with all these people and these like literally we had a conversation with a freaking billionaire and i was just like and they wrote a book about climate change and i wanted to just like throw it on the ground because mm-hmm. it's like you're on the thing they were like with quotes from jeff bezos mm-hmm. and and like al gore and all these people bill like, gates, like bill like, gates like, and it's yeah, like they're billionaires yeah and you're like what the hell like you all need to stop talking to each other mm-hmm. and we need to take all your fucking money until you have like 500 million dollars that's all you deserve because <laughs> no one can live sustainably and not consume and have an, an, a visceral awareness that we had on a farm with billions of dollars like it's mm-hmm. not possible yeah. like it's embarrassing so anyways that's part of it where i'm like I really am like, there's a way to do it. There, and and we're not doing it. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's like, we're not like, nor especially the people at the top. Yeah. But. We're all yelling. Like, it's not going to work. I'm like, it is like, what? <laughs> like, and it's like, and if not, like, we'll figure it out when that doesn't work. But like yeah. right now it's not working and you're not even trying. Mm-hmm. And I don't get why people don't just want to tax rich people. Like, I don't understand it at all. Like, you know what I mean? Like how some people like love billionaires. I guess. Cause they want to be them. But yeah, why? I don't know. Well, our culture has a fascination with money in the first place. I mean, and fame and glamour, right? Like we're taught that those things, like obviously the younger generations start to question that. And even like the hippie generation and stuff was like, but. Go off John Lennon. Ultimately, it is like we are sold that having big homes, big cars, fancy clothes, amazing makeup, amazing bodies is what makes us happy. Yeah. And that cuts back to media, which is literally, literally those yeah. ideas. Maybe. I mean, obviously before media, it's like the kings. Well, no, it's money. true. It's like everyone it's wanted like, the wealth. Take, slow down your days and pay everyone properly because all you're doing is making a bunch of shit that makes people consume more. Because <laughs> we're it, watching Marvel but movies. But then it's like, like back to the question of like, certainly a lot of people on this planet are are a lot better off than they were under like literal kings. That's and, a defense. That's for sure a defense of capitalism. Yeah. But then can't, like, I feel like that's a... But that doesn't mean that there's not a further that. system. Yeah, because yeah, it's like, it's if like, you go through history, you see, like, the slow evolution of argument. these structural components to society. And <laughs> <They're> capitalism <laughs> kind of is one, even though we're, like, you know, where we live under a democracy. But the world kind of runs under capitalism. And you're right. It's yeah. like, what is that next stage where in uh, 500 years, we'll be like, oh, that was the capitalism well, stage. Well, it's interesting because so much of the reason we can live longer is a 
advancement of capitalism, yes, but it's also an advancement of science. Mm-hmm. And like they coincide and it's so interesting because I do feel we're going back to a lot of our peers trying to like not have the capitalism conversation, but be scientists and science communicators. And it's mm-hmm. like, they're actually so linked, like the industrial mm-hmm. revolution and our ability to make the capitalist argument that things got better because of capitalism. Okay. Is it's actually like, it's science. vaccines, babe. Like right. vaccines are it's actually, <laughs> yeah, it is an antibiotic. So it's like, yeah. what, where can we differentiate like the two? A, it's like why it's so important that we, they both need to be talked about in tandem and I'm sick mm-hmm. of our peers shying away from talking about capitalism because they'll get like made fun of on YouTube or whatever. <laughs> but it's like, they're so linked. And I do think the way life got better is science. And if we're looking at the science right now, it's climate scientists telling us right. we need to change or we're going to die. So it's like, <laughs> do you know what I mean? It's like, so if we're staying with this idea of advancement <laughs> through science, it's all the scientists screaming that right. if we don't do this, we will die at the hands yeah. of corp of large corporations. Yeah, that's like, true. That's, that's true. Not a hot take. That's what everyone thinks. Oh god, that's like really scary actually when you put it that way. But Wait, like, really? I've ne- never actually scary? heard it articulated like that. That it, I I've I've thought about oh yeah, like and I've heard the argument that science and medical advancements are actually what make people healthier, live longer, yeah. have better lives. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'm sure there's an argument still out there for capitalism giving people like more comforts, right? Like living in comfort, living mm-hmm. in a home True. that has heat and, and has stability and, and like, yeah. yeah, like is able to not break apart in 10 years. Like I'm sure there are things outside of health, but certainly in terms of life um, quality and length, like like medicine and science are there. I forget where I was going with that, but no, it's just like, yeah, I but it was saying. still, oh, it was interesting to them be like, yeah, the science, which has been so key to the success is now like predicting the future is bad. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh my God. I also, whatever. Okay. So this is why like, <laughs> it's like, okay, like this show was really lighthearted. I'm actually like, everyone should go watch it and like, please let us know what they think. Cause that's interesting. Like even now I'm like, I can't not get worked up and sad, mm-hmm. but we managed to, I think at least do what we set out to try and do, which was make an entertaining show with the climate yeah. crisis. Yeah. But we'd love your opinion. Cause I think it's hard for us. Cause we were so in it. We're like, yeah. was it good? Like, I don't even know. And yeah, watching it back, we'll never have an objective view of it. Like, because. how could anyone, like, like does Denis Villeneuve watch Dune and be like, yes. Is it good? Yeah, or is no, he like, oh, like, God, the sand got in Zendaya's eye that day. <laughs> and, like, I didn't pay anyone properly and everyone was exhausted and hated me. Oh, my God. Probably. Like, it's kind of like when you watch our show, we notice the things that were happening behind the scenes. Yeah. And where things were going wrong. And some of that got on camera and some of it didn't. And it's, like, interesting to watch something that you've made and fill in all the gaps of, like, the scaffolding that's behind it all. Also, like, even, like, a comedy aspect, like when I sh- like I made our assistant like Millie watch it and she was like laughing so hard but I was like oh I've seen that scene like 48 times like that's the most <laughs> like, unfunny thing I've ever, ever seen yeah. I could never like that is the most it's like all about like being surprising in comedy right. I'm like well I'm not gonna be surprised by the thing A I did in the first place B I've seen 13 times and yeah. I would rather saw my leg off than watch again but I have to yeah, to yeah. edit it <laughs> you know what I mean so it's like how, it's interesting to think about how comedians and like comedy I'm so interested about yeah. them watching their movies like are they so sick of it at that point yeah. or I guess they don't edit their it. movies that's true they're more detached but it's still like the jokes they gave but you know what like I mean they just said. did the one time they might not have even seen it that's true fuck it's because we had to like freaking we were actually it. making it as yeah well. we were involved in every stage which was really cool yeah and I'm glad to have been <laughs> so it's like a comedy director it'd be kind of nice to just be like yeah I'm just gonna show up <laughs> like a comedy director definitely watches it while all his like actors laugh and he's sitting there like this is hell yeah and this is a not funny <laughs> movie and I don't yeah. know why you're laughing yeah uh, I feel like we talked a lot. Yeah. Shall I, we wrap it up? Anything yeah, no, I think that was like exactly what I wanted this to be. I just want people to know 
a bit more behind the scenes of these things that people praise and like laud and just know mm. that they're very flawed as in many ways. Yeah, they're not that different from other industries. Yeah. Ultimately, it's an industry at the end. Exactly. But, but like, I am glad we got the chance to do it and be part of it and learn about it. And obviously, it, it, like, not this, obviously, this show may, but the industry, as you said, has so yeah. much cultural impact. Yes. It's like, it is interesting because I think gaming is like even way bigger than yeah. the, which obviously has a massive cultural impact, but For I sure. feel like Hollywood yeah. in particular or media at larger has like perhaps an even larger cultural mm-hmm. impact, but that's mm. maybe because I'm gay and don't watch. Yeah. Books. Like if he's not a gamer, <laughs> but no, that's very interesting. Gaming yeah. is so interesting. Mm-hmm. But yeah, anyways. All right. Well, thanks Peace. for listening. Go See watch it. Yeah. And pl- no, honestly, seriously, let us know what you think, like with those, with, with all that knowledge. Yeah, on know. this pod, or you can comment on those videos. We are reading it. And every week, a new one becomes free. So, like, if you don't want to get YouTube Premium, which you definitely don't have to do, yeah, just wait each week and come back. It won't know. There's only six, but... too. Yeah. All right. See you later. Peace. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.